You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Oh my God, I'm not clapping again. Usually Ryan's all like, Jazzy. Okay. (laughs) I've never in my entire life jazz hands before a podcast. Yes. We have. I wouldn't risk the sweat. Sorry. We have Justin Anderson. And okay, listen, before I say your name, Austin, I know that he calls you Scoot. And I'm like, I can't say that because it, it would be weird if it's like someone else calling Beyonce B. That's not Jay Z. She'd be like, "We're not on the same level." So, can we call you Scoot? What, what can I refer to? What you she's saying. Hundred percent, call me Scoot. Yeah, I Scoot. feel like honestly, in Nashville, it's like a done deal. Everyone calls me Scoot. Like I used to go by Austin a lot more. But really, where did yeah. he come from? Real quick. When um, we first met, I like started giving. I gave him that nickname. Like you know, you just have a pet a pet name for like your partner. Yeah. But um, when we first started sleeping in the same bed, he would always like scoot closer and closer. So I'd be oh. like, scoot away. And so it was kind of <laughs> like that. And I, I started calling him Scooter. And then also just like the way he kind of like gets through life. He kind of like, he gets everything done. And he's very efficient, but he's very like, he just kind of like scoots through. Nothing stresses him out. So I'm like, yeah. you're Scooter. I think everything I like stresses him that, that nickname has got a lot of background to it, which makes it really solid. It does. I feel like you're just <laughs> my, my nickname growing up was Ostafi. Well, that's your last name. It's very original. Like there was no thought to it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, scoop. Before we get into everything, we usually like to give our guests the opportunity to edify themselves. So just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're about, and then we're going to play a little intro game. All right. Uh, I'm Justin Anderson. I have been a 
colorist in Los Angeles, California, my whole life, celebrity colorist. I have to throw that Don't in. Don't forget that word. Give myself some cred. <laughs> um, I've done that my whole life. Uh, about seven years ago, I started my own hair care brand with my partner, um, Donna, here in the States. And um, it's all of our products take care of hair color in between salon visits. So we're in Sephora, Ulta Beauty, we're on Amazon, Nordstrom's are big here, um, our own.com. And then now we're going, we're in Sephora, Canada, Amazon, Canada, Canada. And then there's a really big retail store that you guys have there that we're going into soon, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet. Congrats. It's amazing. So yeah, I have the product light. And then um, we now live in Nashville and we moved down here to get a break from Los Angeles. Um, and um, it was supposed to be part-time, but then pandemic happened and we kind of just got stuck here, but we completely fell in love with it. And now uh, this is where we're at. We did our, my friend Kristen Cavallari's re- reality show, Very Cavallari. Mm-hmm. We filmed that whole process here in Nashville. Um, so we've been here ever since. And then he, uh, I was going to say, I, here's, here's the best part about this. The second that that name came up, I knew. There's no way my wife is never is going to listen to the word Kristen Cavallari and I not become her. Kristen Cavallari. I love her. I used to do an impression. I'm not doing it right now. Do it right now. You got to do it right now. I just called no, you. Absolutely not. Something about but you, you, the- kind of, you kind of look like her. Like you really do. You have a real similar look, right? Oh, Oh my god, it's the side mouth. It's so yeah. good. I'm running a business. Okay, it's just I can't. I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed, but I like I adore her. Some people are terrible. That was kind of that was really good. Yeah. That was kind of all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, like moving on, <laughs> moving on. And Scoot, sorry, we don't we don't want to step over. Um. Okay. Yeah. So my name, my real name is Austin Rhodes, but I go by Scoot now. Um. And <laughs> I'm such a shy guy. Um, <laughs> Um, originally, though, I was from Ohio. I moved to LA with my twin brother, and we had a big social media following, like had a YouTube channel, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of outgrew that. And right now, I'm just a dog dad, and <laughs> I take care of our life here, and I'm yes. trying to figure out what my next steps are. And yeah. he That's runs nice. our entire life. Our <laughs> life would fall apart without him. Like, You're the CEO. Yeah, he mm-hmm. really, really is. And I believe in that. Not just because, I mean, we're a gay couple, but sometimes... You involved. are? Yeah, we're gay. We're two men here. <laughs> yeah, secrets out, secrets But I feel like sometimes, it's funny, like, when two guys are together, everyone's always like, you think this thing in, like, in gay couples all the time, it's like, two powerful men come together and they have these two big businesses and stuff. And it's not the norm for, like, one to maybe stay home and take care of the house. And I'm so grateful for that. I don't know mm-hmm. how we would do it without him i mean he literally keeps our whole life going but let me add in that he is being shy because when he says he had a social media like he had a youtube channel that was really really popular and they had a video of him and his twin brother coming out of the closet to their dad and it went like massively viral like over 20 million views on on youtube he went on the ellen degeneres show on a bunch of different um daytime talk shows and talked about the whole thing so he had like a massive thing but he didn't love the tension, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like I it's just, after, yeah, after a while, like it was fun when I was like 18 to like mm-hmm. probably like 23. And then I was like, uh, I don't, especially like working, I worked with my twin brother too. And it was mm-hmm. just too close for comfort all the time. So I have to tell like, you, I was watching, I was watching, I remember watching it years ago. I actually remember watching it. I loved YouTube. The fame that came afterwards, I feel like would would be very overwhelming, if that makes sense. Like you guys are dealing with a very big personal thing, and then people expected you to share everything after that. 
it almost felt like too like everyone kind of put us on a pedestal to like kind of know everything and i'm like no i just kind of came out i'm still trying to yeah. figure out what this is all kind of about and stuff so it was a lot of pressure but luckily i had my brother and so like it didn't feel as intense as it probably could have mm-hmm. now your brother is a twin brother is your brother did your brother also come out mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. so cool yeah that's cool that's so yeah. cool you see yeah. i've got a i've got a cousin of mine who came out years ago and uh it, it, i'm gonna say proud i was super proud of him but the coolest thing for me and you know maybe you've experienced this maybe you can talk about this, this is not what the podcast is about but we can talk about it because we're talking about it um we're talking about we're gonna talk about it, talk about it. I can't imagine, I can't imagine living my life not being me. And that, that moment that you decided to choose you over all of the other fears that existed, my goodness, that must've been scary as shit. But at the end of it, that must've been the most liberating day of your life. Literally. It really was. The beauty of that video going viral too, was like literally every single person in my life knew at the same time. And it was just over with. I didn't really need to have any more conversations. It was kind of like, if you're going to talk to me, you're still going to talk to me. If you don't, I don't hear from you, then mm-hmm. you're just acting weird then, I, I guess. Um, now, I don't know. I, again, I'm not, I don't get the impact of it um, on the other side of it. But would you say that, because I've noticed this, that was a big, big deal when you came out. But globally, it was a big deal for that to, to happen. Obviously, it became a, a viral video. Do you not think it's cool how that's not that big of a deal anymore? Oh, to some people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and to be to be frank, you were a, an instrumental part of that not being a big deal for people anymore. Yeah. No, he definitely, it was wild because that was like right when we first got together. That and was the biggest push too. Like me and Jeff, he was my first boyfriend. I was like ready to start sharing those like parts of my life. So. You're ready to scoot over to him when you didn't even realize you were scoot. (laughs) But I saw him go through the whole thing and it was pretty wild because it is. It's like, I mean, when you have over 20 million people viewing a video on YouTube, I mean, yeah, there's people all over the world looking at. So there were people writing them letters like, thank you. You inspired me to come out to my family. I've been so afraid. You know, different countries, small towns, the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So it really was. I mean, it's something that he'll get to look back on 20, 30 years from now and be super proud of it. You know, it's like, it really was like, it was a massive video for that. Yeah. But to your Mm -hmm. point though, like like it is, it's funny, like as much time, like it's probably been 10 years or not, it hasn't been 10 years since I put out the video, but like in the short amount of time since that happened, like things were so different then. Mm -hmm. Like we really have found a pretty long way since then. Obviously like those videos are still pretty important, but I feel like people can just kind of step into who they are easier now mm-hmm. so. hey ryan yes you stink um okay i stink too don't worry everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor just in case you needed a reminder okay thank you for that but the best part is you don't have to stink <laughs> just try lumi whole body deodorant you're right and Lumi's powered by mandelic acid tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. 
And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Well, you affected 20 million people. Like, for 20, 20 million people to have viewed that, you have you've impacted 20 million people. And then, like, the splash effect of what has happened as a result of that. I don't know if you'll ever truly grasp how big that video was for people around the world. You probably won't take credit for it because you're, you said you're a bit of a shy guy. But yeah. like, oh my God, kudos to you. I don't think anyone of us in this room will ever accomplish what you mm-hmm. accomplished in a YouTube video. It's the really truth. Cool. It's a, slow clap. a slow clap? No, that's really cool. Like I'm experiencing <laughs> this conversation, right? This is the first time I'm hearing it. So I'm really, congratulations. It's awesome. Brady's got some games for us. Hold on. First, I want to do this oh. thing. I love you and you're annoying. You know, you can take it as far as you want. So <laughs> let's start with, let's start with Justin. What's one thing that Scoot does that you're like, could do without? I love stuff like this because I like love relationships and I love talking about relationship. And I can honestly say, and I would be very honest if it wasn't the truth, but like we have a very healthy relationship because we communicate a lot. 
but um, we definitely have our things and we talk like, about it. yours, though. I mean, uh, yours. But yeah, like, mine is like prepping you. He's like, listen, I love you so I love much. You <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because sometimes I think these these questions are so important. And then sometimes I think people come up with just like kind of silly things like, oh, I hate when they leave oh, yeah. the seat up. And it's like, well, that's dumb. Like everyone feels that way. Your answer so no, so I'm right like, no, I like to, I take things like, I take this stuff seriously and I like to go deeper, but my thing, my thing with him is like, I love the way that his mind works. He's so thoughtful. He thinks things through and I trust his opinion on everything and like the things he picks out, everything. I, I, I get annoyed when he uh, second guesses everything. He's like, are you sure you would like this? Or do you want this? And it's like, even though I know what I want in life pretty much all the time, when it comes to our home and like dinners or like what the Christmas tree looks like, like I want him to feel like he has the power of all that. So it's right. like, you do it and I will love anything that you do, like wrap toilet paper around the Christmas tree and I'll think that it's adorable. I mean, not really, but I probably would if he did, because he'd make it beautiful. I mean, he would do like origami around the whole tree with to- toilet paper. Um, so I think that's the point is how he second guesses things so much mm-hmm. because like, he really has like a wild, creative, smart, thoughtful brain. Interesting. I like that one. I, really, is, I have never heard that I one, and that. I love that one. So what what annoys what annoys you, Scoot? Uh, I'm not going to go as deep, but <laughs> Kevin, I literally call him Ke- our dog's name all the time. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I can see how that would also be annoying, but we can that to point two. Justin literally is like a frat guy. Like he just does not know how to clean up after himself, and like I swear. Like, I'll do something, and it's, like, the most simple thing. So, like, and just, he leaves everything out. He never puts anything away. Mm-hmm. Dishes in the sink, he just rents it. It's caked with stuff. Or he throws things in the dishwasher that are completely messy. Or just, it goes into every aspect of everything. But I, I kind of love to do it. Like, I just, it's nice. But then some days, I'm, like, really, like, you yeah, saw today. I just did all I've made that look nice. Like, sometimes it's just annoying. But I'm the, mo- <laughs> I'm the messiest person in the world. Yeah. Like, clean messes. Like, I just leave shit everywhere. Yes. I put it kind of in the right spot, but, like. That's right. No, I hear you. But I will say, Scoot, one of my biggest pet peeves about my wife is when she takes her plate that still has food on it and puts it in the sink. You just scrape it off, put it into the garbage. I'll clean it. No problem. I don't want to clean your food, though. (laughs) It irks me so much because I'll like I'll take all of the plates, like the kids plates and my plates, and I'll like either put it by the sink or just put it in the sink so it's not on the counter. I just don't like it on the counter i just wanted a way so we can like sit down and finish what we're doing Scrape it. and then he's in the kitchen <laughs> whining but you out. feel you feel me here right he's it's just gagging. just scrape it off he's gagging just scrape it off. i have no problem cleaning the dishes i don't want to clean your food though but also i don't feel like you should be i think i have something in me that's just like i have something in me that's like it's a phobia it's a phobia to touch people's food <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's gnarly. I mean, that makes sense. But I am so guilty of that I just like drop it. Well, like smoothie cups, like you just let it dry. Oh, yeah. inside <laughs> yeah, like, yes. like scrub it out, like it drives me nuts. Like that kind of. There's like specific Coffee things. Cups, yeah. A brown ring. It's like just a straight <laughs> asshole. In there. I feel it, man. I honestly like your your your. I love you, and you're annoying. Is is soulful for me. I love it. Yeah, feeling in my bones. Okay, I did. Um, some research on, you guys know Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, uh, have you guys heard of the segment, Am I the Asshole? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so juicy. So basically people write in their personal stories about a situation and in the end they're like, am I the asshole? And then the threads go out and people vote. Okay, so like it's super like, that's cool. That's we cool. just canceled Netflix. I just read this shit all day. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so I have two that are hairstylist related. Okay, so I'm going to read you the first one. I'm going to paraphrase because this person wrote a dissertation and then you guys are going to just give me your thoughts. On... Who's the asshole in this situation? Right. right. Okay. So, um, okay. This person said I booked into the hairdresser to get my hair bleach colored and then cut and blow dried. I had a consultation a couple weeks before my appointment. They saw my hair. I told them it had dye on it, etc., And they were happy to do what I wanted. So I get to the appointment and the hairdresser is already running 20 minutes late. But whatever, I sit and wait. She calls me over and asks what I want. I tell her everything I discussed at my consultation, which was with a different hairstylist. She basically started saying it might be difficult. My hair might not lift that well, et cetera, et cetera. I understand this. And while I'm not expecting miracles, I'm happy with a darker shade if my hair doesn't lift well. Let's just see where it goes. And then she starts saying she won't have time to bleach and color my hair as well as cut it. So I can either have it colored and no cut or have it cut today and colored another time. I said I wasn't happy with this. I booked in for both, so I'd like both today. She got quite rude and acted like it was my fault. She wouldn't have time. In the end, I just left saying I didn't want half the job done. I booked for both, and if they couldn't do that, then I'd go elsewhere. Am I the asshole? No. I don't think he's just like, no. That's it. It's so funny because it's like I from that world hardcore and you saying that literally was like making my armpit sweat, and I was like getting frustrated, and I wanted to like start yelling because – the hair person has such a different side to it than the person in the chair. And both people have their own thing, right? Mm. So when you said that she was 20 minutes late, that's nothing in the hair world because most hairdressers, hairdressers are the worst. I made a thing like I, I had four assistants at the end of my career when I was doing like 20 clients a day. And I, and the reason I had assistants is I wanted to be able to maneuver things and my schedule and whatever. Right. And I was crazy about being punctual. Um, but most hairdressers aren't on time all the time. And 20 minutes really isn't that that late. Like you could you can make up 20 minutes easily with anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the woman, if she had a consultation with one hairdresser, but then went mm-hmm. to another one, that makes no sense to me. It's like, okay, whatever she told you that doesn't make sense for me because we oh. all do things differently. Right. That's what you said, right? She got a consultation yeah. from one and then got yeah. booked with another person. Exactly. Uh, so every hairdresser does things differently. And let me tell you, I would do highlights. Like I would do a full head of highlights on somebody's head in 20 minutes. Somebody else would take two hours to do that. Right. So everything is like, she could have been placed with somebody who literally takes a really long time to do hair and books out, you know, every three hours right. for a client. And she might've spoke to somebody who booked out every 30 minutes for clients. So for me, that's a really complex question. But my thing is like, your hair is on your head. If this person is telling you that they can't do it, they don't have the time, or if they have any sort of attitude, walk away. Because right. like, you don't want to start an appointment that way, you know? Yeah. And I don't find like when someone was in my chair, I could tell in a second if someone was going to be a bitch. At the end, I would literally walk up and say hello. They'd say hi and they'd start to talk. And at the end, when I was over, I'd be like, we're not going to be a match. I can already tell. Like it says to me like, I've been to every hair color oh. in Beverly Hills. No one can get the perfect color. I'm like, then you're crazy. Like if yeah. you went to you're the common the denominator. <laughs> so there's like so many layers to that. But I love that question though. I think that it's just kind of like I might have jumped the gun. 
Yeah, but I feel like the, the customer always feels like, like nah, her. Nah. Right. <laughs> I, I think the asshole is the person who scheduled her with a different yeah. hairstyle. Yes, it's the miscommunication. That's a scheduling error. So like the, the receptionist is the asshole. He's yeah. the asshole or he's the asshole. Got it. I like yeah. that. Okay. That was well thought out. Was that was really good? I love. I also love the difference yeah. in personalities. Which yeah, is something not the that asshole. We were um, hold up. Let's maybe they are an asshole. <laughs> let's let's pause. And uh, do you guys feel like you are in the general sense of the question? Do you feel like you're opposites? We are so opposite. I used to always like think that thing, especially like again, two guys together being like, "Oh, we should be the same, and we should agree on everything." We could not be more different in everything. Like things that fire me up, like just like that don't with him. And that's why we're good together. You know, like I will be honest, I get stressed out traveling because I hate like the frenzy of the airport. He always says to me, he's like, Justin, take a deep breath. But he says it in a way that's not annoying. It's not like, take a deep breath. You not condescending. He's like, yeah. He's like, Justin, take a deep breath. We're going to get there. It's going to be fine. And it immediately calms me down. But like, he's just the most patient person in the world. And I'm the most impatient person in the world. So it like, it balances. it balances out. Yeah, I now get let, that. Let me ask you a question about um, opposites. So we do this podcast on a weekly basis. <clears throat> For the most part, a lot of the conversations that we have, because we're a heterosexual relationship, deal t- more towards men and women. In a, in a non-heterosexual relationship, this is a great question for me to ask. We always talk about the masculine versus the feminine, but we talk about it from a sexual energy standpoint. And what often happens is we talk about the men want sex and the woman does not want sex. How do we make that happen? In your situation, there is, I'm hearing, there is a masculine energy and a feminine energy. Does that, those rules stay, apply or, because in my head, I'm thinking two dudes, man, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong, right? Is that the case? And I've always wanted to ask that question. That's a question that I personally, I mean, I love it. And I think it's really important. I think sex is so important in a relationship. Like you have to talk about it. You can't be shy about it. Mm-hmm. But um, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I am the horniest person in the world. I want to have sex three times a day. And he's really horny too, but but he doesn't give it to me as much as I want. And that's still hot and that's a mystery. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes like, in gay relationships, if you have two really horny guys together and they're doing it all the time, you get burnt out. I think mm-hmm. there's something really sexy about the chase like i have to kind of i mean we have a lot of sex because we're two men but Mm -hmm. like still having to chase him for it it turns me on if he just gives me all the time it'd be like eating cake for every meal you know you get sick of it that's what you're trying to do you're just trying to turn me on eh, brett for seven years now so like i feel like at the beginning it was on like donkey kong like constantly (laughs) like every two seconds and then now like oh you can take a minute like i have to Well, and I think that's so like, crazy. Clean up your smoothie cup and yeah. then we'll discuss. We don't, we don't have kids, but we talk about it all the time. We go back and forth on whether or not we have kids and we still really haven't decided. Um, watch but ours we for a day recently, and then let me know how it goes. Yeah. We just recently um, got a dog and I feel like an asshole saying this to two parents, but like even a dog has worn us. a dog. It was a Puppy, like, like a pu- baby puppy and a crazy puppy. I mean, his name is Kevin McAllister for a reason because he's the most hyper do- dog you've ever met. And what so, at the dog? end of the night, he's a Cavachon, kind of a mix. You of gave your dog food. two names, well, like Home Alone, the movie. Oh, is I know who Kevin movie. McAllister is. I just think, yeah. it's, do you refer like, come over here, Kevin McAllister? No, or you just, just shorten it. 
Okay. Okay. Like I'll call him Kevin McAllister. Most of the time, he's just Kevin. (laughs) When he's in trouble, are you like Kevin McAllister? Get off the sofa. But so that honestly, like, kind of changed it. And recently, like, we've been like laying in bed late at night. We're both just exhausted, and we're like, we act like this over a dog. Like we're pussies. Like imagine us as parents. Like I would act like my world ended if a if a dog if a baby was crying all day long or we were taking care of it. (laughs) So again, that's something that I'm like, wow. I don't know. I mean, it's good prep though. I feel like like if you guys can handle a dog. I not it's not like if you can have a dog you can have a baby but it, it is like if you can't handle a dog I don't know if I would have a baby right away so it, it's puppy too right because they're getting puppy trained and more than anything actually we've talked about this our friends who have kids and have dogs they have a harder time finding a dog sitter than they have finding daycare and sitting for their, like their actual humans. So it's hard. We're absolutely not offended. 100% not offended when someone who has a dog and doesn't have a kid puts the two together Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's a responsibility that you, you, you now have to manage between the two of you guys. And that responsibility isn't an adult that can't, communicate to the level of an adult so it's not like you can talk to kevin McAllister and he just gets it right you've got it you've got it ingrain it and and you're on you're on kevin's schedule especially as a puppy just like we were on our kids schedule the difference being our kids by the age of three kind of become independent where you're with kevin forever like yeah and you can't like put kevin in front of an ipad or put him with a coloring (laughs) book and he just does his own thing like and we, I mean, I we have don't to be do that with our kids. Do no, we? we're <laughs> no screens. I'm joking. Absolutely <laughs> not. But I, I was think the, the best parent before I was a parent. <laughs> oh, I, oh yeah. Everything Always. that you say. But like with Kevin, I mean, we are so, we're annoying. Like that dog is so freaking spoiled and he has all of our attention and like games all the time. He cooks for him. Like every morning he wakes up and like cooks him snacks like our dog is so spoiled, so it's like ridiculous. Like we take it to the next level. Yeah. Even but I feel like the work you put in though, like he's a good dog. We just yeah. hit the one mark and like I feel like it's starting to pay off. Like there were a few months though at the beginning where I was like I regret like I would look it up on Reddit, like puppy one oh one. And it's like all these people being like dog depression is real, like puppy depression, like where your oh, whole yeah. life is just like all of a sudden gone. I just I every two seconds him outside, like layer on a global pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Because I feel like they also very much sense we we've always grown up with the dog. Um, they sense your emotions, right? That's why they're your best friends, right? They're very empathetic. Now, <clears throat> Brittany's got another game for you, I think. But before Love she asks that, I, I have a really cool question to ask you guys. It might not even be cool. But <laughs> most people most people don't enter a relationship in the public eye. It's just not a normal thing. Well, there's just not a lot of people in the world that are in the public eye to begin with. But your relationship stemmed inside the public eye, correct? Yeah. What is that like in terms of a challenge trying to navigate a new relationship, understanding each other's thing, while having a bunch of people who don't know you, think they know you, and constantly provide you with you know, what they think the unsolicited advice of how your uh, relationship is going? It's a very unique relationship you guys have. Not a lot of people have experienced it. Um, I would say honestly, like at the beginning of our relationship, Justin wasn't really on social media that seriously or anything. And he was still doing a lot of like salon clients and stuff. It was mainly me and my, like me on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff, like trying to make a career out of it. So I feel like I got a little bit more of the pushback and stuff, but I kind of kept things pretty down, like just like discreet at the beginning. Like I wasn't like showing myself all the time and stuff, but like people would say things and it was interesting. Like, cause I was so much younger than, and we have a 13 year age gap. So mm-hmm. 
all the like young people that followed me and stuff would like say things and whatnot. But it's funny, like as we've gone on, like it's very switched around. Like I never post on Instagram. I never do anything. And Justin's always out there, but I think we just kind of got used to it. Like at the beginning yeah. and then now it just feels kind of normal. It was hard at the beginning because like he was saying, like his audience was so many younger kids who looked up to him. So he had like 15 year old girls that were following him and, you know, and he's 19, 20, 21, 20, whatever it is. And he has these younger people that are following him and um, they don't really get it. So there would definitely be like, Oh, who's his sugar daddy or like that guy's mm. old and stuff. And like, I felt hot and young at that time. You <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> this is eight years ago or whatever. Like, so that was actually, I'll be really honest. Like I have thick skin, but it kind of bothered me because I'm like, mm-hmm. people sat with us together. They'd understand like that we really are connected and we have this relationship. And there's, you know, like my, I mean, my ex before was 15 years older than me. So for me, like, I'm not interested in like the younger guy, the younger hot guy. Right. I'm not about a connection. So when people spend time with us, they're like, oh, Justin and Scooter are made for each other. So there were those things like the little comments from the younger people. But what really changed it for me, I've um, then I started doing more of the Instagram stuff and then we did the reality show, but the reality show really changed it. There were so many good things that came from it and people were rooting for us. And like we got, I proposed to him on the show and we had so many sweet, good people. You watched there, that episode there is, with me. <laughs> there is this thing like when you share your life with people on a reality show, then all of a sudden they feel like you owe them everything. Oh, yeah. So the show ended and we're on Instagram and your following's growing and they're all following you. And I like it. I have fun with it. Like I genuinely enjoy it. But all of a sudden people start giving you advice. Like they'll see glimpses of our life and they're like, you really need to like mm-hmm. scoot unhappy. And I'm like, in a 10 second video, <laughs> and like you need to take scoot on a vacation on a vacation. He's so good to you. And I'm like, we go on vacation every month. Like just things like that, where it's like just outside noise, where it's like any of our close friends or like our parents would never say those things. So so the fact that a stranger is saying it, it's like, just stop, you know, like people think that they know you from the 15 second Instagram clip. And that gives them permission to tell you all the things they're doing wrong. And the thing that's weird too, is like, I'm so with you. Like, you know why they're doing it. You know that it means nothing because they're not really in your life. Right. weird because it's like when you get it consistently and the more you do stuff, you get more and more comments and DMs and stuff. 100%. But for me, I always know where it's coming from. Like, okay, this person's not happy and they're, they're, they're projecting their stuff onto me or whatever. And I always kind of see it for what it is. But every once in a while, those be those things where it's like, you're so tired and you go to Instagram mm-hmm. because you want like an escape from like the world. And then all of a sudden one comment will flash out to you. And like, I want to go fucking nuts. You know, it's, it is strange because we've got we've got two opposite sides of the spectrum. We've got this cancel culture that exists for people in your situation where if you say the wrong thing, you're done. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this opposite side where if you're not in the public eye, you feel like you can say anything to anybody. There's zero accountability. The meanest, harshest shit ever that you would never say to a human being live. You have no problem putting it on Instagram for the world to see. And that's acceptable. And then you get somebody who says to you, well, just, you know, just brush it off like a duck, you know, water off the back. But then you rebuttal and you say what you feel like. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Canceled. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, I, I talk about that stuff all the time. We were going on and on about that last night because I'm like super passionate about that too. You know, because for me, like working with all the celebrities that I work with, I never consider myself an influencer, or a known person. You know, like I'm working with Jennifer Aniston, Miley Cyrus, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I'm seeing their life in the public eye. So I never felt that. I think that really helped me to do a reality mm-hmm. show. And 
do the social media and stuff, but um, I'm really, really passionate about that. And I think that like something is changing right now, but I think that people need to start calling back like, hey, here's the thing I worry about all the time. Like I talk on Instagram all day long. I could easily say the wrong thing. And I did just the other day and someone wrote it to me and I just said, oh crap, I didn't even realize I said that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to just start owning it. Like we're going to make mistakes. We were talking about transgender people last night. I won't get myself in trouble right now. But I was saying, you know, it's like there's a proper way to address everything right now. And people are talking about pronouns. And I am all for that. Like we want to be good and we want to support. But Mm -hmm. people are going to make mistakes, you know, like. I was just saying, like, if I met Caitlyn Jenner, what on accident, if I was like, oh, he needs, he wants a cup of coffee. It might come out. Like yeah. it might come out. And you just say, oh, sorry. I didn't realize that. Like you're it's she not now. intentional, right? And like that, you're not intentionally. The there's there's, there's these people on the internet. They're like, I can't believe you did that. And that's transphobic and all that kind of stuff. And I get why you're passionate about it and everyone should be passionate. But what you're now doing is making people uncomfortable to have conversations. Right. Like when you say one thing, and everyone's like, oh, you're racist or, oh, you're homophobic. Then it makes people not want to have the conversations. And then the whole cause is lost. For I'm fear a- of offending about yeah. anything. Yeah. I'm at a That's train. Like, yeah. Let me tell this one quick story because I think this is important. Please. I think some people will get something from this. But I met this trainer here in Nashville like three months ago. Coolest guy ever. Like big, hot, straight, ex-football player. And he's like training me. And we, we hit it off immediately. It was such a good guy. Like whatever. And he went to ask me a question. He was like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm so sorry. I don't know if this is the right way to say it or like if I'm going to offend you. And I, again, I was like, nothing will offend me, like whatever. And he asked me the most simple question about being gay. And my thought process after that was like, here's this guy that's so conditioned and scared to say the wrong thing because he thinks I'm going to get mad at him or whatever, that he's afraid to even have the conversation with me. Mm -hmm. That means whole cause is lost you know like we should be able to make mistakes and have conversations and yeah. accidentally say the wrong thing and be like oh no you should have said it this way or whatever that's how you learn and grow now people mm-hmm. are scared to say anything and we're not going to grow yeah oh. you gotta you gotta start with the like your intention and your integrity has to start with respect and as long as it starts with that you should be able to have an open dialogue about Absolutely. those things and, and be corrected when you're wrong yeah yeah Right. As long as you're asking in a respectful way, I think that it's you, we are going to make mistakes, and that's how people learn. I didn't think we were going to get that out of this podcast, and I'm super glad we're having this conversation. So thank you for bringing that up. Okay, right, we're going to play literally one last game because I know you like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love them. Okay, so I have a whole bunch of like random quotes just from the women from Beverly Hills, and you have to tell me. You have to guess who you think said it. Okay. Uh-huh. Gosh, this is actually going to be hard. They're actually not that hard. Like, I mean, I also know the answers. (laughs) 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 It's like super easy. Who wants to be a millionaire? Okay. Let's start with this one. (laughs) Reaches filming those all the answers. You're a slut pig. (laughs) The, The quote is, you're a slut pig. And this was directed to Brandy Glanville. Kim, Kim Richards. Richards. Kim yes. <laughs> Look at you guys. You know it. You're fine. I don't know a single character on this show. You, just, you can just listen. It's fine. Okay. This one's super easy. My dog is pink. So why shouldn't my pussy be? Lisa Vanderpump? Yeah. Yes, that's, that's Well, Vanderpump rules. I know her. Yeah, there you go. Hey, do you watch Vanderpump rules? I record it. He does because I do. I do now. <laughs> because it's, it's my advice. I'm supportive. I just yeah. put it on doing the things and I, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have a drinking problem. I have a drinking solution. 
Randy Glanville. Oh my God, coming in hot with the answer, Scoop. <laughs> he was like, I studied. I've okay. watched so much of him. I never watched it before we got together. And then. <laughs> no, you're like, get in here, it's on. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my hair is iconic, and don't you fucking forget. Lisa Rinna. Yes. <laughs> you are so good right off the bat. Like, I actually have to think about these. Oh <laughs> He's God. so proud of it. I know. He's like, it's fine. Okay. I don't like bullshit, and that's what I think you are. Dumped him. No. Oh, gosh. Give me a okay, little Okay, give hint. us a little yeah. hint. Okay, you're going to get it, like, immediately. <laughs> My house got broken into. Tom rolled oh, his car. Oh, wait. No. Erica. Oh, Erica Jane. Oh, yeah. My house got broken into. Tom rolled his car. My son. You were saying that to Dorit on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. You even remember the episode. Oh, my God. I know who I'm calling <laughs> if I've got 30 second questions. Especially yeah. this last. Bit, like, you just you did Dorit's hair, yeah. didn't you? She has like the most iconic hair. I just. Yeah. I, I was doing it for a long time when I was in LA. I love Dorit. She's yeah. such a great person. Do people, come, do people come in and still ask for the Rachel? No, the cut is that so dated. I almost feel like it's Look at it. <laughs> what? That's, that's an exactly. iconic hairstyle, she I know. does have amazing hair. Okay, I have two more. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had a stroke, but it was my false eyelash making one eye look smaller than the other. <laughs> Gosh, this is getting... I didn't know this one. You know, you, come on. Is it Kyle Richards? Yes! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Kyle. I really like her. Okay. Kyle. Okay, this is a two-parter. Okay, you have to guess the first one and then the response. Yeah, that's how a two-parter works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at explaining things. Okay, you're not wanted. Response. Excuse me, neither are you. Ask your husband. Oh, that's juicy. I should watch this show. I know. It's These women are mean to each other. You're not wanted. Oh, that's, um, it's Brandy Glanville. Yeah, but who says that you're not wanted? Oh, um, like, you're not wanted. It wasn't Eric. No, wait, one second. I need to lay out the He's whole scene. At that party, it was Brandy was being protective of Kim, and <laughs> she was telling Kyle Richard, you're not wanted, ask yes. your husband. Oh. Yes. So I Kyle remember Richard. that whole scene. Me too. I it felt was- so bad for Kyle in that Me because too. like I love sibling relationships and obviously he does too he's a twin and my sister's my best friend in the whole world so like that broke my heart seeing Betrayal. Kyle get broken up but then now Kathy and Kim oh my I mean Kathy and Kyle, Kyle. The best thing and I've known Kathy forever I used to do her hair in LA and Kathy is the most fabulous person in the world I was so nervous she wasn't going to be herself on the show but right. like I'm so happy that everyone gets to see her she was literally one of is my, that the Hilton? Yes, she's one Hilton? of my favorite people on this season. Like she seems to be the one that only she seems the only one that has her shit together. Yeah, like everyone was, comes to her for like, all right, we're all we can't just we can't figure this out. What should we do? And I love that she's just her. She's like, well, I'm just gonna take a nap. So <laughs> she's the greatest person ever, and it's so funny because it's like that woman is worth so much money. Obviously, yeah. she has such she's used to such a big life, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like she could be a total asshole or be right. such a. But she's the most down to earth like fun cool person ever just like calm energy like when you're around her kathy hilton is fabulous she likes to party though like i want that to come out on the show <laughs> really? she, 
Oh my God. She I was a good time. And I like, I want that to come out on the show. Do you not remember Brit? I'm telling, so I, I don't watch this show, but I watched this episode. Everyone went to bed and she's like, I didn't buy a suite. So we would go to bed. Yeah, she did. Kathy she did. wanted to party. That, yeah. It didn't come out. Now that you're saying this, it totally makes sense. But she- you know what? Okay. So when I, I love that you brought that up because am I in? No, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. So when I was watching that episode, like exactly what you said, I said to Scoot, I was like, remember when we were on Very Cavalier, the minute the cameras go down, you're so tired that everyone wants to go to bed. She wanted to party because the cameras were going down. It was like, so I bet you she's being smart and she's not getting drunk on TV, which is good, 100%. but I hope next season she's drunk it's on TV. I would love to see yeah. that. Makes <laughs> better TV, I promise. You yeah. guys, <laughs> thank you so much. For coming on. This was fun. so fun. Yeah, this is one of the few episodes or interviews that you guys did together. So I, I yes. really, truly appreciate you guys coming on our show. So fun. And we took way I more time it. than we usually do. So we apologize. That went so fast. Yeah. I thought that was 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, you know, thank you so much, guys. Have a fab- fabulous day. Bye, Kevin McAllister. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate you. Later, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.